BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. I actually almost called my book intentional because it really is about being intentional about your health, your mm-hmm. spiritual health, your emotional health, and your physical health, those mm-hmm. three things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we can't forget physical health because obviously the Bible says run the good race mm-hmm. set before you. And to run a race, you cannot just haphazardly walk into a race. Mm-hmm. You have to prepare and train and physically what you're eating, what you're mm-hmm. sleeping, your schedule is like, everything affects it, ex- exercise, all of it. And and we do, we have a responsibility. We've only been given one body and we have to be mindful of that. And so I think that even just how God set the entire Bible up mm-hmm. again, by starting it with a garden, mm-hmm. you know, there was like, there was discipline needed in it. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Jen, welcome to She. Hello. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to get to have this conversation. I've been looking forward to it all week. So thank you for being here. It's going to be such a good one. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so I want to dive in with a million questions, but the first thing I want to talk about is just maybe a little bit of your background for anyone who may not be familiar with you. Just can you share a little bit of your background, what you do, and what led you to write your book, All Things Lovely? Yeah. So since I was a little girl, about five, I started singing in church and grew up in a Christian home, Christian school, and um, moved to Reading in 1999 to go to a school of ministry at Bethel. Mm-hmm. And married into the family <laughs> of the very cute pastor's son mm. and handed the worship position of the church to us um, within a few months after we were married. Mm. And we've just been worship leaders, worship pastoring, songwriting. We have six kids, wow. three, three biological, two adopted, and a son-in-law as oh, of the fall. Love that. Um, who we adore. So I actually, in this past year, graduated into the position of president of Bethel Music as well. So my husband and I started Bethel Music about 15 years ago, and I've been an artist and uh, really involved, but um, it's been a new season for me in this with kind of leading the charge with our team. So it's it's been a whole new world, as the Little Mermaid said, (laughs) Um, but it's been really beautiful. So that's kind of that's kind of me in a nutshell. And then yeah. as far as home goes, I love I'm a foodie. Mm-hmm. I love uh, I love to cook, but I love to eat more than I love to cook. <laughs> same, so same. <laughs> that's um, why I, I cook. cook. 
it's why I cook. And so hobbies wise or personal, I just love hanging out with my friends and my kids. Um, I love to travel mainly to eat and um, to spread Jesus, uh, of course. So and home wise, beautiful spaces are really kind of what I am passionate about. Mm. We have a lot of bees mm. and just love to create places that feel like home that mm. people can come and feel like family. Yeah. A little glimpse of heaven is a beautiful space and um, the presence of God and some good mm. food. So yeah. that's kind of <laughs> where I like to hang out. I love so. it. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. It's so fun to get to know you a little bit. And I know in your book, All Things Lovely, you talk about welcoming people. And I think that that's so relevant to even what you were just sharing with you know creating spaces and all of that. But you talk about welcoming people both into the good parts and the bad parts. And I think that's a really important thing to talk about. I would love if you can share what that can look like practically and the importance of being vulnerable enough to do that. Absolutely. You know, life's high, high pace and fast and there's so much going on, especially if you have kids and a mm-hmm. job and all the mm-hmm. things that life, you know, brings us, yeah. um, uh, especially if you're married, you know? So yeah. I just think that for me, a big key for my life has just been vulnerability with leaders in my life, both locally. And then I, I have some really close leaders in my life, um, like Christine Kane or Shelly Giglio, who I just, I'm really vulnerable, like the good stuff. And also like, Hey, here's where it's tough. Or here's where I feel like I'm failing. Even, you know, right now, like for me, I, I love a good glass of wine or, or some beer with some salty food. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now I'm at a place in my life where I just felt like the Lord said, Hey, 90 days, mm-hmm. nothing. And I don't feel like I was addicted. I don't feel like I've ever even been hardly more than, you know, one glass or maybe two. So it's mm-hmm. not like it feels like it's a, a strong issue. But for me, I just knew it was a little tug mm-hmm. from the Lord of like, we're going to, we're going to let this go. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, little things like that, just letting people kind of yeah. in on where you're at on, on your weaknesses mm-hmm. and, you know, what you feel like God's saying to you has been a major strength in my life. So mm-hmm. I'm an open book. There's no skeletons in my closet. People know all the stuff that's mm. going on. And I think it's a real power because then yeah. the enemy can't, you know, yeah. hold you to that. The, the, yeah. there's no shame, shame has no hold as well. Yeah. So I just think there's a really big power. Same with my husband, his testimony with anxiety and he's had a nervous breakdown. He wrote a, a book out of experience uh, called When God Becomes Real and mm. just the same thing, just that vulnerability of kind of what led him um, not dealing with a lot of stuff in his life mm. to popping, if mm. you will. So Wow. I just think that that's a big key to health and wholeness yeah. is um, is vulnerability and letting people in and getting counseling and getting wisdom. You know, we, I think every person on the planet, we need help. Mm-hmm. And so knowing, knowing that's half the battle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I so resonate with so much of what you shared because I even what you mentioned about shame, like I truly have found in my own life, and I think a lot of us have experienced this, that when you finally share or when you bring something kind of out of the secret or out of the darkness into the light, it's exposed. And then you're able to like see it for what it is, even if it's like, okay, that's not the world's biggest thing. Like for me, I remember feeling that same similar conviction when it came to coffee and caffeine. Like I had just gotten so into this lifestyle where I was, I didn't even realize I had been something that was just such a habit. And I had that same kind of nudge where I was like, I think I need to cut this. Like, I think I need to, you know, make sure that this doesn't become something I just get used to or, you know, start to rely on without even realizing it. And I think that awareness is so helpful, but also being willing and able to have those conversations and share that with trusted people in our life so that it doesn't feel like, oh, you know, you're kind of like stuck in this shameful place about it. There's so much freedom in that, you know, and I think that that's so important. And, And kind of on that same note, I know that you talk a little bit about cleaning out the emotional, physical, spiritual junk drawers of our life. And I think that that's so in line with what we're talking about. And so I'd love if you can share 
a little bit of advice on that. Like, I think that's such a powerful yeah. idea, but where do we even start with that? Is that with a one-on-one conversation right. with a friend? Like, how do we start doing that? I'd love if you can share some advice and, and guidance on how to start cleaning out those junk drawers. <laughs> yeah, everybody has them, right? And they can happen in like a week mm-hmm. as well. So I think the best analogy for me in this is gardening. And, you know, you don't pull weeds once and then you're done. Yeah. You know, weeds continually somehow mm-hmm. get in there. Yeah. And it really is um, that analogy of gardening and, and guarding our hearts and, and keeping that tending, if you will, to what's going on. You know, offenses that come up or bitterness mm-hmm. or anger or, you know, whatever it is that is your your thing, you know, mm-hmm. that you, you wrestle with. It really is. I think creating me a clean heart, it's with the Lord, but it's also with people like, God, what do I, am I avoiding a conversation? Am I, you know, and just surrendering it to the Holy Spirit, not, not on a witch hunt or a, 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 you know, to navel gaze and find out everything wrong with your life, but to really go, Hey Lord, what, what are you highlighting that I need to address in my life and letting him lead that. But I think both practically, like it is in your house, it's just updating. Mm -hmm. It's just keeping tabs on what's going on, how you're feeling. Brian and I did a really powerful course called Connection Codes, and it really helps you identify kind of what's going on inside of you that you don't even verbalize a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's a really simple childlike emotion wheel where you go, what's making me sad? What's making me happy? What's making me angry? Mm -hmm. What's making you can actually use it for parenting as well. It's a really amazing practice and, and tool, a gift really, but just kind of knowing what's going on inside of you and, and being able to work through that has been a huge part of it as well. Yeah, that's so good. I love that analogy with gardening and weeds. I have gotten really into gardening the last few years and my first year was like a total flop, but we're getting better. But it's true. It's like this, it's this constant like pruning, this constant weeding. And when you can consistently do that, I think that's a more realistic perspective because I think sometimes, and especially as believers, we think like, if I just address it once or like confess it once or deal with it once, then we're good. Or I should be good and something's wrong with me because I'm still struggling with these lies or I'm still struggling with this, you know, area of my life that just kind of seems to be this ongoing struggle. And I think constantly, consistently like digging it up and addressing it is really where you continue to be able to flourish. Because if you just leave it, you know, then you're confused as to why it's taking over again. So yeah, I'm really glad that you shared that. That's really good. You touched a little bit about on home and and your passion for home and just creating spaces and things like that. But I'd be curious what tips you have on getting your home in order. Like we're talking about it kind of from like a spiritual perspective, but on a practical level, like what can that look like in practice? Because I think that so like what we do in our physical life can be so reflective of what's happening in our spiritual life. So I think it's important to kind of talk about those things in tandem. So as we talk about like clearing out those junk drawers and working through that stuff, how do we do that practically? I'd love if you have any tips. Yeah, I think that it really is wildly connected because a lot of times that chaos in the physical is connected directly to emotional chaos as mm-hmm. well. And even, even the same, the physical. So really for me, it's um in your home, in your life and in your emotional or spiritual connection with God or with people, there, there really are three different categories that being aware or being mindful of the weeds, mm-hmm. if you will, is really important. And for me physically, and you know, if you have kids, it just gets crazy really fast mm-hmm. with keeping on top of things. But I think starting small is the really the best practical advice I could do. And for me, it really is the bathroom. Mm. So it's kind of figure out where it is for you. Where do you, and, and what's the, but people are saying, well, who cares if you're organized or not? You know, mm-hmm. well, the real motivator behind that is you, 
you're more efficient. You know where something is. You know what you have. You're not ordering more of something that you already have. Mm-hmm. You know, so keeping tabs on your home and your your real life is actually brings peace mm-hmm. because you know you're not looking for that missing whatever trying to run out the door because mm-hmm. you're late. You know where it is, or but really they are a lot connected. And so I think starting small is the practical advice I would give. Do a bathroom drawer, clean it out, wipe it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about this in my book of, of just how do you start? Have a friend come over and help you, you know, trade with friends. Like, mm-hmm. again, back to that point of we need help in our life, you know? Mm-hmm. So recruit help to go, hey, this seems overwhelming. Um, some people are naturally good at organizing and some people are really terrible. <laughs> Find somebody who's amazing mm-hmm. at what you're terrible at. That's a huge life practice for me is just finding people who are amazing where I'm weak and then, you know, being yeah. an exchange. So, but yeah, don't be overwhelmed. I think that's the biggest message is don't be overwhelmed. Fit. And and even honestly, I do everything connected to the Holy Spirit. Mm. Holy Spirit, I'm overwhelmed with my house right now. Where should I start? Okay. And just do your yeah. best to follow yeah. what you feel like he's saying mm. and don't stress about it. Yeah, that's really good. That's so good. I think similarly or kind of in that same vein of conversation, I think the question I would kind of follow up with is how do we evaluate when or what we are consuming and giving our attention to? Because I think similarly to trying to, you know, clear out the emotional, spiritual junk, et cetera, as well as bring peace to our lives by, you know, really getting our homes in order and being good stewards in that way. Cause again, those things are so connected. I'd be really curious what your thoughts are on really the practice of evaluating what we are consuming and what we're giving our attention to, because I think that can disrupt our peace and sense of contentment and wholeness and joy and all of that. So what are your thoughts on that? Yes, it it is connected. And I mean, it's really so simple as, you know, guard your eyes, guard your heart, guard your mind. Like the word says, Mm -hmm. Uh, it really is that for me. And Social media was a big one. Obviously, that's a a hot topic in our day of like Mm -hmm. the pros or cons or Mm -hmm. all the things of it. And I love the connectivity of social media, but for focus and for even a pruning of the emotional chaos or chatter a few months ago, I unfollowed, I think I followed like 700 and something people and who I deeply loved. Mm -hmm. I knew most of them, you know, or Mm -hmm. if I did follow them, they inspired me somehow. But I think our, our, our emotional capacity is not designed by God to actually intimately care mm-hmm. about the day-to-day life of over 700 people. Yeah, you know, it's like, true. Jesus didn't model that. He had 12 disciples and yeah. he, he spoke to a lot of people, but he wasn't in, intimately involved in every detail and high and low of their life. Mm-hmm. And so I think capacity-wise, back to pruning and gardening, it's really being honest with the Lord and sitting down and going, what's stealing my peace? Mm-hmm. I'm off right now, or I'm overwhelmed. Or, and letting him kind of simplify. That's a big mm-hmm. word for me is yeah. simple. Simple and simplify and purge and downsize, mm-hmm. reduce, you know, reduction, yeah. even like a good yeah. sauce, how you yeah. have to reduce the sauce, you know? <laughs> yep. And I think that was COVID for all of us mm-hmm. in a big way. Mm-hmm. It, I get all of the, you know, the the physical side of things, but I think on an emotional, spiritual side, it was an invitation for mm-hmm. all to kind of go, hey, what's going on in my life? Mm-hmm. What do I need? What's important? Yep. What can I get rid of? You know, and we really saw yep. humanity as a whole kind of like downsize yeah. and, and um, simplify in a big way. And so that it really is coming back to where's my peace? What's stealing my peace? Mm-hmm. What do I need to focus on? What do I need to let go? And just being really honest and vulnerable 
and and knowing that like that's going to be different like you said like you have to do it a lot yeah it's it's re it's bringing your life to god and going hey god what needs to go mm-hmm. what needs to come into my life that to better it or you know yeah and just keeping that kind of keeping tabs on it with the lord yeah i constantly ask myself the question what do i need to grow and what or what needs to grow and what needs to be let go because i think yeah. so often in different seasons we hold on to these things that maybe we've committed to in the past or that we've been doing for so long that we don't even realize that that's actually stealing our peace or that that's taking right. away from the growth of something else or a new thing that god's trying to do in our life and there's a new season yes. or there's a new you know demand or need in our life that needs more attention needs more tending needs more work and yet we're so preoccupied with something over here. And we have to asking those questions of what needs to be let go, what needs to grow, God, what needs to be yep. set aside really allows us to kind of take inventory, you know, and, and make yeah. and make some really wise decisions about where we're investing our time. And the other thing you said about, you know, following all these people on the internet and seeing everything about their life. I think in addition to that, one of the challenges of social media, and it can be a blessing too, but I think one of the challenges is we are exposed to so many tragedies, so many events that like, if you, like my husband and I were talking about this a few months ago, if you rewound a hundred years, a couple hundred years, nobody knew more about what was going on outside of their like village. Like they knew no more than a hundred mile radius, maybe not even that, you know, and we're now aware to things happening not only nationally, but globally. And it's like, we can only handle so much of that because we weren't made to like bear the burden of the world. And so you've got not only everyone sharing their personal lives and you're involved intimately in hundreds of people's lives, but then you're also exposed to constant events, tragedies, you know, everything. And it's like, how do you have the capacity to process all of that? You know? So I think that can really start to steal your peace too. Exactly. And, and point blank, we don't, right. We just don't have the capacity for that. And I think everyone's capacities are different in a huge way. So again, it has to be a a conversation with the Holy Spirit of where your peace lies with it. And I love the beauty of social media. I love that I can mm-hmm. stay connected to my friends and their kids and watch them grow. You know, the, the beauty of it and, and even spreading the gospel and, mm-hmm. you know, preaching the word. Like, I love the beauty of it, but really it is something that we're having to navigate. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a cookie cutter right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. I really think we have to follow the Holy Spirit in what's right for our mm-hmm. lives and what lines up to the word of God. What are we putting before yeah. our eyes? And, and just follow that because it all affects us, whether we want it to admit it or not, it yeah. really affects us. And for me, it was my capacity with my kids and my friends and my people in my actual day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. They were being affected and I was worn thin mm-hmm. from spreading myself too thin emotionally on Instagram, yeah. you know, because yeah. I deeply care. And at the end of the day, you only have so much capacity to get people. So, yeah. and when we stretch ourselves, like you said, too thin, I think your example is so true. It's like we can actually miss out on, like, I think of, I think of relationships in three circles. <laughs> I don't know if this makes sense, yeah. but if you think of yeah. it like a target, like I feel like your bullseye yeah. is like your inner circle, your family, your closest friends, the people who really are intimately involved in your life. Then there's like this middle circle of people who I would say are like old college friends, family friends, people you might see once a year, kind of know through some, somebody somehow, but you're not like, really tight with them. And then there's like your outer circle of your social media followers or people that maybe are friends of friends of friends, like that, you know, of, but you don't really know. And I think, you know, we start to stretch so far into that outer circle that what starts to happen is our inner circle, our bullseye pays the price and they begin to suffer and we begin to suffer as a result of that, you know? So it's like that constant awareness, I think really can bring us back to, am I even hitting the bullseye with the things that are most important relationships that are most important? And like you said earlier, 
you know, those, the bullseye, even for friends, for me in my life, like the bullseye changes Mm -hmm. often, you know, and so the letting go of Mm -hmm. someone that was close to me 20, 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, now in this season, like that, that person has been moved out into an outer ring, like to your example Mm -hmm. and, and having the ability to go that, yeah, they're not supposed to be in my bullseye Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. And again, following the Holy Spirit of like, what's, you know, what's right or not. It, it's a dance, but mm-hmm. I think we have to be open-handed to what the bullseye is. Now, yeah. Not with our husband, or our kids. They're yeah. stuck with us forever. But. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't really a choice as much, <laughs> but yes. no, it's true. It's true. And I think as you walk through different phases of life, whether that's raising kids or married or something else, when you have friends or acquaintances or colleagues who at one point you were close to because you were sharing a season or a phase or a life stage right. or whatever, when that starts to change and you're no longer in that same season of life or stage, it can it can shift your relationship either for a while, yeah. temporarily, it can, but that's totally, it's like normal for those to kind of ebb and flow. And I think to validate that and, and make sure like we affirm that is normal because I think a lot of times, yeah. especially if we are like a bleeding heart and we really care for people, it can feel like we feel guilty if we're like, oh, I'm just, yes. I haven't had time for so-and-so and it's like, well, your lives have changed. You live in different states. You've drifted apart. Like, you know, we can really carry that, I think. And yeah. that starts to hurt the people who really are closest to us in this in this time of our life and who need us the most. So I love that you yeah. shared that. That's so good. Have you been wanting to make some lifestyle changes to cultivate a healthier home and live a more natural, clean lifestyle, but felt like you don't even know where to start with all this stuff? Trust me, I have been there. But the good news is you don't have to move to a farm or start making products from scratch to live a more natural and sustainable lifestyle. You can truly start right where you are. Look, I know what it's like to be at the very beginning of this journey, ready to make some changes to support your health and support your family naturally, but feeling so overwhelmed by all the things. I remember when I first started, I was so confused by all the information that I would see on Instagram and online, and I was unsure how to find truly clean brands, had absolutely no clue how to source food besides at my local grocery store or with Amazon Prime. And at the time, I felt like I couldn't even keep a simple houseplant alive. Like, how the heck was I going to live a more natural, sustainable lifestyle? But here's the thing. With some good old-fashioned research and a lot of trial and error, I began to figure it out step-by-step, and over the last couple of years, my husband and I have been able to cultivate a healthier home and a more sustainable life right where we are without moving to a farm, even though that would be a dream someday. And I created a guide to take the guesswork out of it for you so that you can just start making one small change at a time in a way that works for you. This guide is called the Lifestyle Overhaul Guide. It is a quick start guide to cultivating a more natural and sustainable way of life. There's four core parts. Part one will help you create a budget so that you can really feel confident going into making these changes because it's a bit of an investment, but you can do it at a pace and in a way that works for you and your budget. Part two is all about reducing your stress and cultivating a schedule that really prioritizes the things you want to prioritize and gives you back some control of your time. Part three is all about cleaner products, cultivating a healthier home, finding reliable brands, and really deciding what you're going to prioritize and what you're going to swap first. And you're going to get a comprehensive list of all sorts of options that are truly reliable from more budget-friendly ones to ones that are a little bit more of an investment. So you'll have options to choose from. And then part four is all about stocking your pantry and your fridge, really preparedness, learning how to source food beyond just being reliant on the grocery store. And while there's nothing wrong with going to the grocery store, I still do. Finding alternative ways to source food and source food locally and, and not only get that you know, more local, organic, healthier options, but also be prepared because big food systems can be, our food supply systems can be easily disrupted. And so this is all about sustainability, 
and natural living. And it's going to give you a roadmap with the first steps to take and to do it in a way that is going to work for you. So if you want this to be the year that you start to feel like you are able to invest in healthy lifestyle changes without stressing about the money side of it, to take back your time by creating rhythms and routines that really support a more sustainable way of life, to confidently swap your products for truly safe and clean alternatives, to have a roadmap to guide which products to change out first, second, third, etc and to become a little less reliant on big food systems and conveniences that we have and shorten your supply chain to more local options so you are prepared for the worst case scenario and making some healthier local choices for your family, this guide is going to show you exactly how to do that. So if you want to grab it, you can pre-order it at jordanleedooley.com slash lifestyle dash overhaul. That is going to be available for pre-order until the end of July, and it will officially be available on August 1st. So Go grab your copy and let's get back into the episode. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. 
I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Okay, a couple other questions I want to just kind of hover on for a little bit here. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the a biblical view of physically taking care of our bodies and health, because we're talking a lot about the mental, emotional, spiritual side and how that even can partake and, and how that plays out in our physical environment and in how we care for and steward the homes we have. But I think that also applies to the bodies we have. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on what the Bible says about physically taking care of our bodies, our health, you know, our temples, if you will, that's a huge yeah. topic we talk about on the show. And I think that that's so interconnected to everything as when it ultimately, if we had to boil this whole thing down, I feel like we're talking about stewardship and stewarding right. the things in our life that affect us mentally, emotionally, et cetera. So anyways, would love to yeah. hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I, I actually almost called my book intentional because mm-hmm. it really is about in being intentional about your health, your mm-hmm. spiritual health, your emotional health, and your physical health, those mm-hmm. three things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we can't forget physical health because obviously the Bible says run the good race mm-hmm. set before you. And to run a race, you cannot just haphazardly walk into a race. Mm-hmm. You have to prepare and train and physically what you're eating, what you're mm-hmm. sleeping, your sleeping schedule is like, everything affects it, ex- exercise, all of it. And, and we do, we have a responsibility. We've only been given one body. And we have to be mindful of that. And so I think that even just how God set the entire Bible up Mm -hmm. again by starting it with a garden, Mm -hmm. you know, there was like, there was discipline needed in it. And God was, there's hunting and there's gardening in in Genesis. Like Mm -hmm. that's what there was. There Mm -hmm. wasn't another option, you know, predominantly. And so I think for me, it really all comes back to that. I love that there's bread throughout the Bible. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah, right. I hope it was a good sourdough and I hope <laughs> there was some salted butter. Yeah. And, you know, there was some good wine with it. So <laughs> Jesus drank some good wine. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. But I just love that there is intentionality with that. And so I think the evolution of, you know, from Genesis until now and processed food and things being about money and all the things, it gets weird fast. Yeah. But if you really peel it back, I think that us being responsible for our body comes down to eating healthy and exercising mm-hmm. and emotional health comes to counseling. And, you know, I'm not, I love the medical community. I think that they are very helpful. I think that they help us learn about our bodies and mm-hmm. discover, you know, a lot, but I definitely have a holistic approach for the 30,000 foot view of my mm-hmm. life because I think eating as much vegetables and fruit and meats we eat as organic as possible and we travel a lot. So eating healthy is something we have to be super intentional about. If we're ordering pizza, we try to get pizza with vegetables on it and we try to avoid pepperoni. Like it's really practical. We try to avoid all corn. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's super simple, practical things, but yeah, yeah. It, it affects us because if you don't eat healthy and you don't exercise, it affects your mood. It affects your emotions. It affects more than just, you know, our waistlines. It's mm-hmm. not about weight. Mm-hmm. Um, eating healthy and being healthy isn't about weight. Mm-hmm. It's about, again, stewardship 
of the body we have and making sure that we're giving it nutrition. It really mm-hmm. comes back to nutrition yeah. and exercise. Yeah. It's, it's so wild how far our world has got, like our world is so filled with modern conveniences and right. how quickly we've gotten away from just the whole like foods that God gave us to nourish our bodies and the, and all the different like food trends and fads. Like I, I think what you shared is so important because it's just the simplicity of like, Hey, just the process stuff, just the inflammatory right. oils. Like there's just a few things to be aware of that are not actually food. You know what I mean? This yeah. whole like, Oh, avoid carbs or avoid this. It's like, when we start avoiding whole food groups, we miss out on like the abundance of what God gave us to be, to nourish our bodies with. But at the same time, at the same time, it's just like we as a culture have gotten so far from, there's so much that's sold as food that isn't really food. There's nothing nourishing about it. And I think just that awareness is so important. And I know that making the switch from just, you know, more of a conventional lifestyle to more of a holistic approach and all of that. Similarly in our household, it's crazy how you don't even realize how that you weren't thriving. It's so crazy how you just assume that, that you feel normal. And then when you start eating more whole and more real foods consistently, it's like you have a whole new lease on life. You're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I felt bad until I feel better, you know? And until I have more energy and I'm more patient and I'm more calm with my people and I have, you know, I'm sleeping better and all the things that are built into our bodies to thrive. And I think so often as believers, we, people like to separate the spiritual from the physical, but like, you know, it's like, oh, you're a soul in a body. It's like, your body is such an intricate part of you and your identity and who you are. And it's like, don't neglect that, you know? And I think we like to separate those things. Exactly. That's, I, I believe every single bit of that because you can't separate it and Mm -hmm. it, one feeds the other, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like we're talking about like order in your house and order in your emotional life and your like it's mm-hmm. all connected and you really can't compartmentalize life yeah. and it's either feeding your body life or feeding your body death, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yep. just as savage as that sounds. Yeah. And you know, I love, it's not like I'm psycho. Like mm-hmm. I, I love donuts mm-hmm. and I have a company in LA that the donuts are just heavenly. <laughs> and I get a donut from them every single time I'm in LA mm-hmm. because they're so good. It's not like you have to be psycho, but right. I think it's right. making sure that like, the the massive point the 90 percent if you will that you're just really strategic and you you know it it counts where it counts cheap (laughs) absolutely well and i think i think that's important too that's where like i try to take kind of the 80 20 rule because you know we can get so obsessive about everything being picture perfect and never ever having something processed that we're also then turning food into an idol in a different way so it is i think that grace-based approach of like it's not that i'm never going to have a treat or go outside the you know better options but it's just like if i can try to make that more of a consistent discipline in my life so that if occasionally i do eat something different i don't have to feel guilt i don't have to feel like i don't feel bad like physically i don't have to feel bad because my body can handle it i've been like fueling it with good stuff this whole time you know and i think i think that that's such a health healthy approach because I know I've gotten into those times where I get so fixated on it that it's like this yes. stress is probably just as bad for my body as the donut would have been. <laughs> so what are we doing? Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's yeah. finding yeah. that totally. it's finding that that sweet spot for you where it's like I'm doing this consistently enough, and it, it's right. you know it's it's a habit in my life. It's it's a normal part of my lifestyle. But that doesn't mean I don't ever have a little grace for myself in the process. So right, yeah. And I so think good. if people really knew, like you said earlier, how good you could possibly feel mm-hmm. physically and emotionally and how it is connected to food. Mm-hmm. It's not everything. Obviously there's things in life that, that attribute to body, mm-hmm. um, your whole body health, 
but it really is a game changer and if people would just try it. And oftentimes people have, have said to me, what's well, the money? It's the finance mm. of it. Like it's too expensive to eat healthy. You know, it's, you know, Little Caesars pizza for dinner, like twice a week is mm. what all of our, our family can afford. And I think you really have to peel it back and realize that, yeah, you may be spending more on the, the cost of groceries now, mm. but longevity on right. your body. What is worth more than that, Mm -hmm. than actually choosing, you know, what's healthy for your life? And so again, bring it back to the Holy Spirit. Okay, Holy Spirit, I feel you leaning in to get me to eat healthier. What do I do? What's the first step? Not being overwhelmed by the, but okay, what do I do? What do I start buying? How do I incorporate that Mm -hmm. slowly? Because he'll speak to you. He'll speak to you because that's his heart is for you to be healthy in all your life. Yeah. No, I think that's really good advice. I mean, it's the same thing that we were, it's going back to the same thing we were talking about a a little bit ago where we were saying the importance of saying what needs to go or what needs to be, you know, so maybe it is just, maybe you just cut down to one night a week of pizza, you know, and it's like pizza night is on Fridays and Instead, we're going to cook at home. We're going to use leftovers. Like there's ways to do it affordably or, you know, within budget. But I think it it just takes a little bit more effort. And I think that's the part because sometimes it requires reallocating some funds from something that you don't even realize you're prioritizing a lot to, you know, something that and also sourcing, you know, sometimes sourcing like local grass fed meat or local like local produce is actually more affordable. Like I buy I've bought eggs from local farms and they're cheaper than what they are at the grocery store because there's not the upcharge. Right. right? So like, right. There's not it's not always that it's more expensive, but at times it can be. And I think that's just where we say, okay, maybe I can't overhaul everything overnight. Maybe I can't just buy all organic groceries. But Holy Spirit, where do you want me to start? You want me to start with, you know, organic eggs? Okay, we're going to start there, you know, or whatever. I'm going to source it from a local farmer and you just start integrating. So I think that that one step at a time approach versus I've got to do it all overnight and suddenly be way out of budget. You're going to find ways to make it work. Just start with one thing. That's good. I love that. Yes. So good. Okay. Last question as it relates to everything we've been talking about. I would love to talk a little bit about play and rest because I think this is another huge part of kind of the physical, emotional, and spiritual health conversation we've been having. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on the importance of play and rest and how we can incorporate more of this into our daily lives, especially with busy lives or kids or these responsibilities that, you know, really take up a lot of our time and attention. Yes. And it's, it's so tough because, you know, it, it definitely is different in every season. You know, when you have a newborn, uh, even a a baby under two, like life is just going to look different. Mm -hmm. And, and I think you have to have grace for it. And it's a lot easier to have better rhythm Mm -hmm. when you don't have tiny babies. And Mm -hmm. so for any, you know, moms out there, dads out there that you're just, you're just struggling to keep your head above water. You know, Mm -hmm. you're listening to this. There's grace for that. Don't be overwhelmed by, you know, that's a, that's a wild season. You have four years with littles mm-hmm. until you have more and then yeah. <laughs> the number gets bigger, but you know, it just really, you have to give yourself a lot of grace because mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a lot, um, having littles, but you know, I, I think that the, the bigger thing, brief, tell me your question one more time though, again, because I just, felt, Oh, just the importance of play and rest in those. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, if you're, if you're a new mom or, or parent of littles, there's grace, but um, play and rest for me. I used to get them confused and still really, honestly, you have to work really hard to differentiate for me. What I enjoy, I had to define and actually put down on paper. What do I love to do? Because what I would find myself and I, I'm not a big hobby person. Food is my hobby. I love to eat good food. And that's other than Jesus and people and beautiful places. That's what I care about. <laughs> So for me, it was little things. I, I love fresh flowers mm. and I love good food. And so mm. that kind of became my thing of like, okay, this is going to be something fun mm-hmm. that I enjoy 
that I'm going to make sure is on my calendar every week. One of our pastors named Danny Silk, he had this analogy he gave me years ago about your week being like a glass cylinder and, mm. and things that are really important are the big rocks. Mm. And then the things that are less are the pebbles. And then the things that mm-hmm. aren't really important, but if they happen great are the sand. And he said, your week, if you're throwing everything in haphazardly, your container's going to get full and mm-hmm. all your big rocks and pebbles aren't even going to be in mm-hmm. there. So putting the big rocks in your calendar, making sure those happen. So for us, yeah. that's a date night. If we have a date night every week, my sanity our connection in our marriage is healthy. Mm. When we miss it, we suffer. Mm. We have connection. And so, you know, play for me is food and beautiful nature or a walk or a date with my husband. That's all play. Mm. Rest for me is laying in my bed. It's the only way that works for me. Otherwise I'm too tempted to do things, Mm. but if I'm actually laying in my bed, I love to watch like, you know, TV on inspiring things or Mm. cooking shows or, my temptation is to watch things about drama or reality shows mm. where I, I like to like help them in my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not restful. <laughs> so even being mindful of, of what you're watching or, mm-hmm. or what you're doing to rest. I love magazines. Mm-hmm. I love to just look through them and feel inspired or food magazines. Mm-hmm. So anything that's inspiring to me. But yeah, I think the first the first thing to do is differentiate what fun mm-hmm. and what rest are to you mm-hmm. and then actually make sure that they're getting on your calendar. And mm-hmm. I mean, just to be honest, it's a fight. Mm-hmm. It's a fight for me on a weekly basis mm-hmm. to get those things. Mm-hmm. But being mindful of it, that's mm-hmm. half the battle. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, I've heard that I've heard it said that if you work with your mind primarily make sure that you have some sort of hobby or leisure activity that you get to do with your hands. And if you work primarily with your hands, like if you work in construction or you're an artist or you work with your hands physically, then try to have some sort of leisure activity that allows you to use your mind, whether that's reading or, you know, learning something new or whatever. So I think that that's so helpful too, because those activities that feel like kind of the opposite of what you do for work. So if you spend a lot of time like managing and leading people and all that, you're mostly working with your mind. So it's going to feel more restful for you or more leisurely and like rejuvenating for you to do activities in your rest time. It's not that you have to be like sleeping the whole time, but to be doing activities that are kind of getting your hands in the dirt. Maybe that's baking. Maybe that's cooking. Maybe that's gardening. Maybe that's painting and then polar opposite. If you work with your hands more, if you're caring for children all day, or if you are, you know, building things all day, or you're working, you're a house cleaner or something like that, like doing something that stimulates your mind is going to feel more restful for you. Cause it's not the same type of like work That's if you will, amazing. as your, as your hand or as your, you know, as your professional life. So yeah. anyway, I think just kind of using that as a guide can be really helpful, but I've had to learn so much. I don't know about you, but I definitely am kind of a busybody and an achiever. So if something doesn't feel productive, I have a really hard right. time leaning into it. And sometimes hobbies and rest don't feel very productive. <laughs> and so it, yeah. it is a fight to kind of say like, I've got to prioritize this, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I, I feel exactly the same. But if I like, if I something for me is like an inspiring restaurant. Like if I know that we're going to go to dinner somewhere that's going to just be like, and a creative experience mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. you know, that really just helps me if I if I know that. But if I don't mm-hmm. have it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, truly, it's a struggle. Oh, I love it. Well, can you tell us where everyone can? find you, learn more from you. I mean, I'm sure they've listened to a lot of the music you've produced, but I'd love to hear just where everyone can find you online. If they want to learn more, follow along, follow your journey, as well as where they can find your book, All Things Lovely. 
as far as music and the book of Bethelmusic.com is a great place to, to kind of find out what, what we've got going on mm-hmm. um, on Instagram or um, just Bethelmusic.com. And then for me, my Instagram is Jen with two N's, Johnson20 mm-hmm. is my Instagram where I put things here and there. I need to be better at it because life's pretty wild. But I'll, <laughs> Some I find myself like posting a lot, like one day and then like not for a week. I know so, I struggle with um, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just you know you do what you can. But yeah. those are those are probably the, the two best places. We also have lovelybyjenjohnson.com awesome. that we've that we've started that we'll probably slowly but surely um, add more and more to. But awesome. you know. All the things. I love it. I love it. Well, Jen, thanks for being here. Thanks for this conversation. It's been really life-giving for me. We've got some really good spiritual encouragement, some really good practical advice. I feel like this has been a really good mix of really just learning how to be a good steward and take inventory of your life, which we all need to learn to do and remember to do. So thank you for being here and thank you for everything. Yeah. And look out for in the next couple of months, Bubble Music has a new uh, album coming out called Simple. Mm, Very aptly titled yes. our conversation of simplifying. So that'll be uh, coming out about September. So awesome. we're very excited. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.